promised you this If you shut those weary eyes You know it won't take long It's been a bad day That's best left behind You better lie still I won't let you out my sight Won't let the night creep in And come and claim you as one of its own Okay. Okay. Throw the recap yeah, before we never play the game. Yes. Okay. Last session. Everybody interrupt me in chat. Um, with the confrontation over the lightning barriers rapidly approaching... Everyone's least favorite homosexual, Bazo Baz, reached out to Misery Row and asked if we would help at Lamplex HQ. I'm going to refer to him as that every time I speak about him now on Zeke, so giggle all you want. You're going to have to get used to it. You are just um, angry because he's a horrible little homosexual, and I keep making you interact with him. You keep making me interact with him. I don't want to interact with him. <laughs> <laughs> um, Man, it'd be a shame if something happened to him today. Oh no, there was all kinds of fighting. Who could have... Somebody shot Baz. What a tragedy. Anyway, uh, the Lamplacks, as you all know, had been helping get uh, the children and other various dependents of poor families out of the city in return for various promises and deals. And so we spent a week working to help with that. Um, transport in and out of Duskaval has become more secretive at a certain point because the governor has cracked down on travel, citing some excuse about disease spreading in other Akrosi cities. However, given that we know for a fact that the governor is in on the lightning barrier plot, it's unlikely that's actually true. Um, one of the days when we were working on the docks helping load up a transport ship, uh, Matteo had an encounter with his little sister. Is it Aubrey or Audrey? Because I couldn't quite catch it. Audrey. Audrey. Okay. Audrey with a D. Um, who had come looking for him. They were both very happy to see each other. It was all very sweet. Audrey um, with a D or all trans? Oh, I'm sorry. What, Lee? I'm sorry, I forgot we're putting in. Okay. Um, Audrey told Mateo that their family had taken a deal with the Lamplacks to get out of the city, um, made him promise to be safe, and gave him an address where he could contact her in the future. Mateo did not share this information with the rest of the crew, so canonically, I don't think anyone else knows about it. Um, later, when we returned to the Hive, where we had been staying after our prison break, if y'all remember, uh, there was a bit of a commotion. Sullivan, B's father, had arrived to the hive carrying B on horseback, asking for a doctor. B, everyone's uh, favorite little baby child, uh, was comatose with his veins blackened and streaks of black in his hair, having overdosed on the black orchid that he was consuming in order to get enough energy to work on the lightning barriers. Apparently, he recognized that he was overdosing, but kept pushing anyway in an attempt to come up with a solution in time. That's just me with caffeine during final season, honestly. Um, B has old-timey ADHD, I guess. Sullivan had no idea how to fix this issue, and neither did Theo or Dahlia. However, B had apparently anticipated that this might happen and had written a note with instructions on how to fix this. So, good news, B will probably be fine. Um, bad news, we then needed to figure out how to buy more time for the lightning barriers because he was in no position to work on the project. We then remembered two very useful things. You know what? Everyone give yourself a pat on the back for remembering a useful thing. We don't do that very often. And this time we remembered two. Um, one, Ulf Ironborn had been hoarding Leviathan blood in his hideout. And two, we knew a gang who was friendly with us and hates Ulf Ironborn. So with these things in mind, we went to ask the Foghounds for help. 
after some discussion with the Foghounds and with uh, everybody's second least favorite homosexual came, uh, it was decided that they would help us steal the Leviathan blood in exchange for helping them take down Ironborn. Uh, with that settled, we agreed on a day and went back to the Hive to explain the situation and ask for their resources. <laughs> um, on the agreed date, we arrived at Ironborn's hideout, where we went up, met up with uh, Steakknife, who essentially bombed the building with angry ghosts, causing everyone inside to flee. Armed with spirit bane charms, we entered the building, where Arlen was harassed by ghosts, but was shaken out of it by Worthy. Uh, great moment there for both of you. Once inside, we navigated the barrels of blood out of the hideout and into the hive carriages. On the way out, Orlin noticed Ulf Ironborn on his way back with a whisper, presumably to clear out the hideout. They knocked him out with uh, trans power. Uh, the whisper, who did not get paid enough for that, promptly noped the fuck out of the situation, as she should have. <laughs> we tied him up and threw him in the carriage is as well, heading to the Foghound's hideout, where we then delivered him to them, but more specifically to Kame. Um, Gwen, you heard trans power because I said trans power. I, I, it's, that's just what it's called. I don't know what y'all are freaking out about. Um, Kame dragged him down into the basement, inviting us to come watch because he's a dramatic little fruit. After a typical uh, dramatic vampire monologue, Kame made a deal with Ironborn. Ironborn would be killed, but his ghost would tell everyone that he was murdered by Bluecoats in order to contribute to the Scove Liberation cause. Another part of that deal is that Ironborn's ghosts can't haunt, haunt or harm the members of Misery Row. Um, if y'all remember, Kame's deals can't be broken without resulting in a curse, so we should be good on that front, I guess? We'll see. Um, Kame and Ironborn also argued about the Foghound's plan to, quote, move the city which was not clarified until after Ironborn was dead. Apparently, apparently, and listen, I, I know we're in a fantasy world, but this is still fucking crazy to me. They intend to use magic to just move the city 10 miles out to sea, separated, literally physically separated from the Empire in pursuit of liberation. Because as we all know, the Empire has no ships or boats with which they could possibly traverse an ocean, and the ocean is perfectly safe and not full of demonic monstrosities, and nothing can happen if they just move the, the city. This is... I'm literally, like, sighing so hard right now. Uh, luckily, from the sound of it, this isn't something that we need to deal with before the lightning barriers. Um, the stolen blood was sent off to the Sparkrites to hopefully buy them some time. If y'all don't fucking listen to this recap, <laughs> so many, so much important shit happened last season. For the listen, last session, I can I can kiss my roommate while also listening to the recap. I can do okay. both. I love how the recording didn't know that that was a thing you said in chat. So I think all of our listeners just had a moment where they imagined you making out with Lee, literally physically, while I was speaking. So that's fun. For the recording, they're spamming in chat. That um, would be so cool if we could just cross state lines like that. <laughs> During a pandemic. During a pandemic. Okay, I'm not done. True um, trans power is okay. doing away with the physical boundaries to make out platonically. Okay. So the stolen blood was sent off to the Sparkrites. Um, when we returned to the hive, there was a conflict going on. We entered to find B conscious, but his father tied up with part of his arm pulled away to reveal mechanics underneath. In short, B's father is a hull, which is a mechanical body holding a spirit. And the hive, who, if you remember, is associated with the Church of the Ecstasy of the Flesh, hates all things supernatural. 
Um, a random Hive employee was yelling about this, but Cora managed to defuse the situation by asking to speak with his manager, by which I mean Dejera. Um, according to B, we got a pretty important B backstory drop. Um, B revealed that he was raised by a terrible person who he killed when he was 10. Uh, good for him. Um, after which he ran away and built the hole for Sullivan to protect them both. Um, Sullivan is really, according to B, um, the spirit of the Wellerman, who, if you all remember, is an important figure from the Grey Lady myth. Um, B told us not to tell anyone, which we agreed not to, and we took B, Sully, and everyone else back with us to Misery Row. Um, real quick few things to note before we can start. Vorik has a body now and is fully in charge of the crows again, but it's probably still not a good idea to call him Rorik in front of anyone. Um, because if the spirit wardens found out that he was back from the dead, it would be bad for everyone involved. Um, what used to be Milos's bakery is now owned by Mateo's friend, who we don't really know anything about. And also tomorrow morning, and by tomorrow I mean like when we're starting, um, the hive train is leaving with the various dependents. Did I miss anything? Nope. I think I think you're good. <laughs> okay, sounds good. I think Popo actually my Popo's idea of naming Rorik Sea Roar, because that's Rorik backwards, is really good. Did um, they not fantastic. give him a name? Is there not like an alias or yeah, something? Yeah, he, he has a name, but I, I really like I like Sea Roar better. I'm gonna ret retcon that. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy that something I have said has contributed positively for once. <laughs> that's exactly the kind of first of all, Popo, be nice to yourself. Second of all, that's exactly the kind of dumb shit Rorik would try to do. So I do really like that. He is I really like this phenomenon that we have in this campaign of like some of characters being at once really, really smart and really fucking stupid. Like yeah. Ruby is a verifiable genius linguistics wise, but also really stupid. And I really love that. Yeah. I really enjoy that dynamic. I, I think works. Really yeah. works the same yeah. way. Rourke is like, oh yeah, he's this crazy awesome guy who united Crowsfoot and stopped a gang war. He's also a fucking himbo. <laughs> Yeah, like, he's really good at crime, and anything besides crime, he's not good at. Um, which I think is sexy. Um, Sarah's <laughs> right, they would be they would be too powerful without a bit of stupid. <laughs> like, if they weren't all a bit stupid, that would be a problem. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I think we're just gonna go right into it. So, uh, I, I think, I believe the complete list of dependents that's going on the train is Amelia, Carissa, and Champ. Is that right? Amelia, Carissa, Champ, Dirty, Worm, and Skinner. Okay, yeah, we're Skinner's not going. <laughs> Skinner's not going. Okay, we're sending Amelia with two dogs and a duck with a knife. Um. I want it made very clear that when the hive inevitably tries to stop you from putting a duck on this train, I will not help. That is entirely unworthy to talk them out of that. Because we yeah. all know how to sway. Yeah, you really cut out so bad. Oh, I said great because we all know I have so much sway. This is on you for trying to put a duck on a train. This what am I supposed to honest. do, Esther? I'm sending him to protect your 12-year-old. <laughs> okay, I don't know how to tell you this. Um, the 12-year-old is not going to be protected a, a lot by a duck. Like, I know we all love the duck, 
but it's not going to be like a super effective bodyguard. <laughs> like, I, I'm not nerfing Gertie. I'm not nerfing Gertie. It's just that a duck. I I'm also not going to be unrealistic about the fact that a duck can't do a whole lot in combat. Like just because he carries a knife does not mean he's like rap god of the combat world. Like it's just it's not. Everyone is typing. Everyone is typing. I've never been rap more god. Excuse me. I don't know why that was that was where my mind went. <laughs> You were like, ah, oh, yes, rap god is the epitome of existence. <laughs> Liz, I have met a duck. I, I grew up in the fucking countryside. My point is that a duck, a duck is still nothing against like a gun, which everyone has. <laughs> I swear to God, get my duck. By the way, I'm like in the room with my sister right now, and as soon as I said that, she just started laughing really hard. <laughs> We haven't even started the finale and there are already tears in my eyes. Well, at least they're laughing tears, not, you yeah. know. Which I imagine there'll be they'll be sad tears before this is over. Yeah, get fucked. Anyways. If I know Zeke. Okay, Skinner is not going... I, well, I guess Skinner would go. Because he's Skinner, also going to protect Amelia. Yeah, and he would actually be good at that. Um... I, okay, uh, let me not to go back in topic. Gertie also has no alliances to anything besides Worthy. Like he's not gonna like, like if someone starts attacking Amelia, he's just gonna be like, "Damn, that's crazy, bro!" Unless they have the blue coat. And also, like I'm sending her with that. Like I'm sending her with Dejera, who's one of the most powerful people in the world. Like I think she'll be okay. Yeah, well, not in the world, but she's is she is powerful. She's, up the la- she's somewhere up there on the ladder. She's more on up on the ladder than we are. Yeah. And okay. Carissa, her emotional support. So are you saying I can't send Dirty on the train? Probably not. No. Emotional support lesbian. I think we should not overlook I that Joe care. just said that. <laughs> We're just sending the two blonde girls because we know Zeke and his record with blonde girls, um, and that horrible things will happen to exactly. them if we do not guarantee their safety. Uh, okay. So, uh, fucking. Um, I don't even, I'm just so stuck on the combat effectiveness of ducks now that I can't even, I can't even DM this campaign. I have to. You know that statistically, duck is the fun animal? You cut out, and I'm really afraid to know. The best time to travel a joke is 6 a.m. Okay, we're gonna do a whole scene. So like, like Joe just asked for everyone can talk to Chris. Everyone can talk. Every everyone can talk. Like, I'm just getting really derailed right now because my brain doesn't work. All right, let's get so, off the duck topic. So, so because of um, the restrictions that the governor has placed on travel, um, the train is leaving at about three in the fucking morning. Um, you guys all have to sneak out of your rooms and like air out of the building and like be very quiet as you head to the train. Um, by the time. By the time that you get there, um, most of the people who, like, everyone's boarded pretty much. Um, you, you guys are, like, the last people coming. Um, and you see, uh, Dejera standing, um, like, at the door of the train. I'm sure there's a better word for that. Um, uh, like, ushering in some of the few late arrivals. And she, um, doesn't seem to notice you guys are there. But if you guys walk up to her, of course, you know. Yeah, I I need to talk to Dejer real quick. Okay, just walk on up. 
Um, she says, hi, um, how are you? How are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Um, how are you? How are you holding up? Not good, which I don't think is a big surprise. Um, as for how far along she is, she's definitely showing now. Um, it's been, I guess, three weeks in-game since you guys saw her last, so it's not, a, I don't think that would be a huge notable notable difference, but, but like, it is definitely beyond the point of her hiding, her being pregnant anymore. Yeah, um, I think Cora says, um, I think you're gonna, you all are gonna be just fine. Um, I, I wouldn't worry about it too much. And she gives Dejera a small uh, package and a letter, and she says, and for you, once the train starts moving. Uh, she nods and says, thank you. Thank you. Um, did anybody else? That's all I needed to say to Dejera if nobody else needed to say anything. Nope, I'm going to keep giving people gifts. And Orlin, I don't know why Orlin's telling me to stop giving people gifts. That's a nice thing to do. <laughs> you are very suicidal. Fine, don't even worry no. about it. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with presents. Everybody likes presents. You are my mom. You're not allowed to die. Sorry. <laughs> Does anybody else need to talk to Dishar? Okay, um, if you guys don't have anything else to say to Dejera, um, you are going to have to start saying your goodbyes to your dependents. Yeah. Um, and with that, since uh, Joe asked, um, we'll start with Orlin and Carissa. Although I imagine all of these things are happening simultaneously. Mm -hmm. Alright. Um, am I walking up to the train with her? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> I, I'll go onto the train and help her find her seat first. Okay. Um, yeah, you can. Sorry, my cat's going for Carol. Um, she's now inside my chair, but that's okay. Um, all right. So I'm gonna start out by saying my farewell to her. Um. Like, I'm sorry. This is, you know, if it were any other way I could have it be safe in all of this, you know, I would take that. And she, oh, sorry. Too much. Good. Um, she smiles a little and says, it'll all be fine so long as you come out of it safe, too. Don't worry, I'm planning on it. Um, you better. I have lots of friends who are spirits. If you don't, I will make sure that they get your ass. <laughs> Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, yes, of course. Uh, but before before I, I have to go, I did um, want to ask you a question. Um, she looks a bit confused and says, okay. I know this is kind of a cliche. Um, but as promise to you that I will come back and that we will be together again, I wanted to ask for your hand in marriage. She, <laughs> she smiles broadly and says, you know, you're not very good at this Orland Vale. I'm not. I'm so sorry. Um, and I she... love you too much. 
I love you too much to let this go. She she stands up and kisses you and says, of course. Rowling giggles. Gay ass. <laughs> he doesn't say that. I, Ezekiel, am calling you gay ass. Twitch, the chat is going crazy right now. Twitch chat speed right now. Twitch chat. Uh, Just call it Twitch chat at this point. I'm, I've already made some arrangements for finding my um, my family saber. Um, I know your family's kind of a not great at this point, but I'm sure we'll worry about it when we get there. Um, I look forward to seeing you again. Um, may I call you Mrs. Vale? She she giggles and says yes. I give her a kiss. A gay little kiss. Does a gay little kiss that p- pisses the fates off. <laughs> Uh, right, yeah, then, pretty cool. Uh, that's it. There. Cool, cool. Next, we have Worthy saying goodbye to, I, I assume, all of the animals. Just so many animals. Uh, Worthy's just, like, petting them and giving them treats and telling them to be good. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, Champ and Worm are obviously very receptive. Um, Skinner is a little more skittish, but is still, you know, accepting this. Um, Gertie is just acting, Gertie is acting like a dog right now, like literally like shaking his butt and stuff. Um, he's been around the dogs too much at this point. Um, yeah, and uh, actually Dejera tells you, um, that unless any of the dogs need to stay with the people, they have a separate car for, um, the animals and she'll take you back to it. Okay. Arlen is sobbing in a corner because he misses Worm already. Wait, uh, does Amelia want one? Does Amelia, like, want Skinner with her? Um, when you signed Ask, she said it doesn't matter. So I guess I take them back to the animal part. Yeah, it's like, um... I'm carrying Champ, though. Because he's right. Um, it's like, there are, like, crates and stuff, um, in the compartment. Um, a lot of the crates have multiple animals in them, um, but there are some with single animals, and there's still plenty left. There, okay, where's the biggest? Uh, towards the back. There's, like, a really huge, fuck-off huge one. Okay. (laughs) So... I guess I put Worm, Champ, and Dirty in the big one. And then if Skinner wants to go in there, he can go in there. But if Skinner wants to be by himself, I'll also put him in, like, a big Skinner definitely does not want to go in there. As soon as, like, there are three animals in there, he looks up at you like, no. Okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make Skinner go in there. I mean, like, technically Worm doesn't have to go in there either if Worm want to. But, like, I'm also, like, Worm wants company, then Worm can also company. Worm will be a lonely, crying hoe. Okay, well then, he'll be, we'll put Worm, we'll put her with Champion and Dirty. Her company. Yeah, okay. So, uh, <laughs> fucking, uh, Skinner gets his own, um, 
Bezos mansion kennel on this on this train. <laughs> um, and the other three have to share a Bezos mansion kennel, but it's okay because it's still humongous. They deserve um, them. They deserve the mansions. Indeed, indeed they do. Or is there anything else you want to do with the animals before we switch to the last? I want to kiss all of them goodbye, unless Skinner won't let me. Skinner lets you. Um, Skinner does not understand why you are doing this, but he lets you. Okay, well, you. I'm kissing him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it's also very loud in, in this compartment. Like, as soon as you leave, um, or as soon as you step away, really, like, all the dogs are barking, and all the dogs that you're leaving start barking as well. Oh, no! And don't do that to me, Zeke! I will cry! I don't... <laughs> Okay. Um and and uh you can hear Gertie quacking as well. Yep. Um I told them I love them and that I'll be back. <laughs> and I'm tearing up like a little bit. Um okay. Up. I Okay, I'm going to say this just to make this this is not a part of the lore, but it is now. Gertie um can't understand um Agarosi by some twist of fate because he's a, he's a magic duck and he communicates this to the others with what little dog he understands is that good for you that's, that's so good for me but i were these like still cry a little bit were these very sad <laughs> all right um i'm i'm sorry that i made worthy cry again about animals All right, moving on to our last scene, which is Cora oh and Amelia. Oh God! Get okay. fucked. Can Vix can Vix hop in with Cora right before the big scene there? I think you, yeah, you could say a goodbye to her if you want. She likes you. You're her auntie Vix. Yeah. Okay. Well, Vix probably kneels down to um, Amelia's height. And gently puts her hands on her shoulders, tilts her chin up to her to look her in the eyes, and just goes, you're going to be okay, okay? You're going to have lots of fun in the city. Um, she just looks, she like, she doesn't look spiteful. She just gives you this look like, really, man? <laughs> I know, I know. Just know auntie loves you, okay? She nods. I'll see you again soon. Um, she signs okay. Oh god. Um, can- one thing. Before Orlin leaves the train, can, uh, she flash Amelia, um, a smile, uh, finger guns, and a wink? <laughs> sure. <laughs> you all are trying so desperately to make her not pissed, and I appreciate that so <laughs> Thank you, King. Can I ask, um, has she spoke, spoken to me at all since the whole thing went down? No. Or she's still not speaking to me? She's she's not speaking to you, no. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess when it's it's just Cora and Amelia, she um she does the same thing. She um she she says and signs, she says, still not talking to me, huh? She like 
takes a deep sigh and it, it gives you the same look like like ob- like why are we saying obvious things right now you know listen i don't know asl so i don't know how things would be signed just assume it translates um i'm getting yelled at in chat um well i um i was making this for your birthday but you should have it now and cora pulls out from her uh bag and drapes it around Amelia's shoulders, if she'll let her. It's a, a shawl, and it's in blue fabric with um, flowers embroidered on it. And you can tell by looking at it that Cora has been working on this for, like, over a year. It's just, like, an absolute labor of love. And she says, it's a little big for you, but um, you should go into it. I want to make sure you stay warm. She doesn't, like, look into it, but um, she doesn't, like, reject it either. She's just sort of, like, staring straight ahead. Um. And Cora says, you, you be safe, okay? I, I know you're mad at me and that's okay, but I love you so much, Amelia, and I am going to be fighting as hard as I can to make sure that I can get back to you, all right? In response, um, you know when like little kids like sort of throw themselves headlong at you like literally like they lean forward and like their head like makes impact first like she does that and hugs you yeah i hug her back and i just tell her again that i i love you and and i will see you soon baby i promise um and uh, so this is like a thing that like like deaf mothers do where sometimes like they'll sign against um their children's bodies um like to tell like a bedtime like it's it's very much like a maternal uh like a mother child thing as far as i understand um mm-hmm. and she signs against you okay okay and then i make i make sure she gets on the train okay all right so all three of those things happened at once um the only thing that you guys saw was cora and amelia um orlin slash uh uh worthy does anyone want to say what the fuck just happened I give everyone a smirk, a wink. Did, did you did do you, it? That's not helpful. No, Cora knows what that means. Cora said, "Did you do it, then? Oh yes. Yeah, Vixen is just smiling proudly at Orlan right now. Yeah, Cora is smiling and also it's like, yeah. I don't think you can see her face through the veil, but she's probably crying a little bit. But God help anyone who who points that out. But she's smiling at Orlin. She's, you know, congratulations. We better, we all better make this out alive. Oh, yeah. None of you are allowed to die. I hope you all understand that. I personally, I forbid it. Um, And you've all seen me when I get angry. So don't make me angry. Yeah, but you're also not allowed to die, Mom. Yeah, you technically. (laughs) You just just call her mom in front of everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Did you just call her mom? She does not address that. (laughs) (laughs) It was confused you can almost hear vixen's like chuckle at that um yeah cool so uh you guys head back um i i assume you guys are still staying at the hive uh, not even for safety reasons no we like, went back to misery row remember because we had to we had to take uh b and still live back to misery row anyway i like how you say remember even though i clearly don't remember okay 
So uh, you're back at Misery Row. Um, I, and the, the, the it is now the eve of the moon. But like that is happening today. You guys know for a fact that that's today. Um, you already have. Uh, there have, are some. Um, you don't really know how the hive is getting its information, but you know that there are um, like spies who have been giving you information you know exactly when the battle is going to go down you know who's going to be involved and now it's just a waiting game um and that's going to happen at exactly noon today um so uh before like uh, so you have a, a good amount of time um and i want to ask everyone like how they spend that time does brandon have Mystery Row or no? Um, he's probably on it. Like he usually stays at Mystery Row, but like the past few days have been so busy, he's probably been at the hive most of the time. Okay, the worthy's probably just really high. Classic. So what's happening today? The today, battle is happening today. Today is like when um the nationalists and um other forces, namely uh the imperial army that works for the governor are marching on lightning barriers to destroy them. Okay. Yeah. Um, Marlene writes yeah. Cursa a note. Yay. Uh, in case I die note? Yes, and in case I die note. I am brewing tea. Stealing Mateo's pastime. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm brewing some very, very strong tea that will hopefully get us all through the day. It's basically coffee at this point, but it's just, <laughs> it's just leaves. Easy peasy. Vic, what you doing? Vic, um, she probably stops to see Jaren for a moment and um, just kind of like walk in and say something along the lines of, I'll be seeing you soon, okay? And, like, gives him a hug. And then she wants to go comfort every member of Misery Row before stuff goes down. Okay, cool. Um, I'll, I'll just let you, like, go through that. I think that, that'd be a really good idea. Cora's um, okay. just kind of, before Vix does her thing, Cora uh, is just kind of sitting quietly in the um, sitting room, just... Not really doing anything. Because she just put her baby on a fucking train. <laughs> Is that everyone then, almost? Oh, Yeah, I, I think that's everyone. That's Who left and rejoined? I did because I wasn't sure if the awkward silence was because it was an awkward silence or because I had cut out. Nope, um, it was just us all sitting, staring yeah. at each other. So, yeah, I just wanted to tell you why I was, Vix, in case you wanted to do anything. I said if you wanted to do thing with other people, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know who she'd stop by first. We'll just go down the line. Um, she'd stop by Arlen and see. Arlen, where are you at, buddy? I am not 
really capable of expressing anything in words. Yeah, and that's totally okay. Vixen understands. Um, she'd come to the room where you are, kind of like sit a bit apart from you, like just in front of you or right beside you, giving you your space. Just sitting there in silence and awaiting anything you might have to say if you yeah. need her for anything. But if you don't end up... Ooh, are you saying things right now? No. That is okay. <laughs> I saw the Discord light flashing and I'm like, oh, am I? Hmm. But yeah, she'd just sit with you for a few minutes. And then pat you on the shoulder and head out. Mateo's also there with Arlen. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um. So she'd sit with you to in silence for a couple minutes. Um, is Mateo handling this similarly? Yeah, he's kind of, he's not saying anything, but you can tell more on his face that he's thinking a lot about today. And then eventually, after like some silence, he just sighs and is like, let's just get this over with. And then he gets up and he goes up to his room. Yeah, Vix, Vix nods at him. Um, and then would have pat Arlen on the shoulder and pat Mateo on the shoulder if he would have let her and heads out to see maybe maybe go check on Worthy. Worthy is laying in their bed, um, just getting high, you know. Um, normally their room is a little bit more of a commotion because there are lots of animals that live there, but um kind of quiet right now. Yeah, Vix would probably take out like a like a short cigarette or something, take a drag. I don't know. See, I as Vixen's player know terrible like I know terribly little information about drug. So <laughs> but you a cigarette? I suppose. Okay. Just uh, well, hmm, not quite a cigarette. More, more just weed. A singular okay, drug. So that's a, that's a joint. Got it. <laughs> Thank you. Please teach. <laughs> no, it's okay. You're good. Yeah. Thank you. She'd she'd probably she'd probably just. Do you call it doing a joint? A what? Do you call it like no? You call it smoking a joint. Yeah, you call it smoking a joint. <laughs> I said doing a joint. I'm like, no, you don't do a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, you just you just smoke a joint. Title of this episode: Popo doesn't know what drugs oh. are. Yeah, um, and when you don't when you like when you breathe in, it's taking a hit. Hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Season finale. Drug education with you. Drug education with you. Love that. So yeah, Vix would probably just sit and chill for a little bit. And if Worthy would want to say anything, she'd be open to hear it. 
he's probably not in talking mood like most other people. No, I got you. And then once Fix is finished, she'd head over to, um... Eh, we'll go with Orlin. I'm just... Okay, I, I've just realized a fallacy with um, my letter writing. Orlin is not literate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't think about that. I'm just drawing a picture. <laughs> <laughs> drawing diagrams you yeah. just draw like a really Pretty nice like... stick uh, figure picture of you and Carissa holding hands <laughs> yeah with a heart no, this, is a, this is a what do you do if I die letter if only you could ask uh, one of the two literate teammates to write that for you one of whom is your mom and one of yeah. whom is wildly high right now yeah be kind of wild if you were like actually drawing like Dictionary kind of instructions for cremation or burial. Oh, yeah. I want a Viking funeral. Or give all my possessions to. Armor gets everything. <laughs> the mouse gets everything. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll confront uh, Cora with that later. Okay. So, what do you do with Vixen when Vixen comes in? Um. I say hello, and then I just start crying. <laughs> oh, Vix opens her arms for you to hug her, and she grabs or she accepts the hug and hugs you very tightly. And says, "We we're gonna make this out. Make oh my gosh, make it out of this alive, right?" Vix nods, and she says, absolutely. And she just, Orlin just enjoys the hug for like a good 30 seconds. And Vix does as well. I need to ask Cora to write me a letter. <laughs> well, I was going to go talk to her next, so I'll give her word that you want to see her. Thank you. She nods, pats you on the shoulder a little bit, like rubs you on the shoulder a little bit, and then heads over to see Cora. Yeah, Cora's just sitting in the sitting room, I guess, just kind of sitting the way she always sits with completely with her back straight, just hands in her lap, looking completely normal other than the fact that you know she's not. Yeah, no, and Vix can see just right past that. She knows. Um, she takes a seat next to you. I think without moving, um, Cora just asks, did I do the right thing, Vex? Did I? I mean, I, I of, of course I did. I mean, she, she's not, she wouldn't be safe here. Right? Vix leans over and looks towards Cora's eyes. I like <laughs> well, I that's right. As if she were going to look her in the eye. Um, if Cora would also want to. Yeah, Cora will meet your gaze. 
Through the veil, that is. And slowly and deliberately, Vix tells her, you have been the kindest, most protective, and most caring parental figure in Amelia's life since most of what she can remember. You sent her off, and she's going to be safe. You absolutely have been doing the right thing. You have been for years. I think she nods um, very stoically um, and says, thank you, Vix. Um, You be safe today, you understand? Vix nods. Good. Good. Yeah, they, they, I guess they just share a moment of like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, solidarity. Just, we're solidarity. both desperately trying not to cry, but neither one of us will admit it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we both know that about each yeah. other, but like, I we both know. I know that you're trying not to cry, and you know that I'm trying not to cry. We both know, but like, God help the person who says it. Just solidarity, because we basically are the same person, except Vix is like 10 years younger. <laughs> 10 years younger. Um, fun fact, this is not important to anything uh, this is not relevant to anything, but I just thought I should point it out. Vix is the exact same. I was looking at the notes of the day. Vix is the exact same age Cora's sister would be if she were alive. So take with that what you will. Oh, what? Yeah. Um, uh... And then you want to tell her that Orlin needs her. Yeah, yeah. Um, she continues after the moment of silence and solidarity and goes, um, um, Orlin was looking to write a letter and could use your help. Absolutely. And she stands up and goes to Orlin. And we can roleplay that if you want, Orlin, but Cora definitely helps you. We don't have to. Does that mean I've visited everyone? I think I have. That's everyone, yeah. Okay. We can roleplay it later. Um, I'll probably put... The letter in the Yeah, letter. but the le- I'm going to put my letters to Dejeron. All right. Right. Um, so, you guys are going to go down. Um, this compound is a lot different. It's basically one building and then, um, a, a large fenced-in yard. Except there isn't radiant light anywhere, so there's not plants. It's just, it's very um, military and- like, rocks, basically. Um, and, yeah. Um, and, uh, you, you guys are, again, late to the party. Um, there's already, um, the entirety of, or what seems to be the entirety of, um, the lamp blacks and the crows just sort of spilling out of uh, the bounds of these gates. Um, and, and in addition, you guys see um, the wraiths, who are um, another shadows outfit out of um, uh, Silk Shore, who you guys are friendly with. Actually, um, I don't know if you guys remember in the beginning when you chose to pay one coin. Um, to the gang, to another gang for um, mm. territory, but that was the wraiths. Um, so they're there, um, and uh, presumably the foghounds are here, although you don't see them. Um, and you guys see um, uh, inside of the building um, that, or rather, on the steps of the building, um, that Karth is conferring um, with Baz and who you know to be Rorik, uh, although you shouldn't call him that in public. Um, with Brandon standing behind him, looking so very lost. Do we need to, like, check in? I don't know what to do. 
Uh, if you want. I don't want to interrupt them if they're doing important things. I just don't know what the protocol is. I assume we would have discussed Unless protocol at some point. Something. Unless Worthy breaks protocol, which I assume they will. Worthy, your boyfriend's here. Hello? Hello? Your boyfriend's here. Oh, my boyfriend's here. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, my internet cut out, so I'm now on my phone. Okay, hi. I love you so bad. I love you so I bad. I miss you. I miss you too. Can you hear me now? Kind of. Get. Do you have headphones that you can plug in, love? Uh, maybe. Do that. Do that. You can Do talk that. to your boyfriend later. Go find headphones. Um... Okay. I'm not, I'm not, okay, Zeke, I'm not going to bother him if I do, but do I see my son anywhere? <laughs> I just want to know. Drac, is he here? The one yeah. who likes me the most. Cool. Yeah, Drac is know. with us. Awesome. I love him. He's a, he's a, he's a baby. Yeah, um, you guys weren't, you guys were just told to show up. You weren't told that there was a check-in process or anything. That's fine. Then we can just be here. I'm not trying to, like, interrupt them when they're doing important shit. Unless anybody has an objection. Yeah, Cora, you're kind of our um, leader talker person for our entire crew. So I don't know very- how or when I got that designation, but I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> you're a chaperone. <laughs> Parent teacher chaperone. I made everyone put on a little green wristband so I can keep track of you. I'm taking head counts every 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, so I think you have authority to go talk to them. You I actually. I don't know. You have Worthy on, like, a toddler leash right now. <laughs> yeah. I've got you all on, like, those kindergarten ropes that make everybody hold onto the rope. Um, I don't think everyone. I, just... I think mostly Worthy and maybe Mateo. <laughs> I just don't know if there's any need to, and I don't want to be yelled at for being annoying. No, I, I mean, there's not really any need to. Um, yeah, I think we're good. Cool. So... Uh, so as you guys file in, um, you actually see uh, Mercy um, and several other high bodyguards who you recognize from your uh, numerous stints at the Hive compound. Um, other than that, it's a sea of unfamiliar faces. Um, so yeah, you guys can just uh, choose to like stand and wait for something to happen, or you guys could go up and talk to them. You really want us to go up and talk to them, don't you? Teo definitely goes up to Mercy, 100%. Just like, hey, so what's going on? She, uh, they sort of look at you and are like, I, is that a, <laughs> they left. Um, uh, Mateo, um, uh, they sort of look at you and are like, is that a trick question or did you, your team really not tell you what's happening today? Uh, he just kind of starts to panic and is just like, however you want to answer that question. Say it again. However you want to answer that question. They sort of narrow their eyes at you and go, um, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to say here. Um, I, I guess I hope that they did in fact tell you, um, as since we're all mercenaries, we have to help with fight, even though we all might die horribly. But, you know, at least we actually know how to fight. And they glance over at some people who are apparently in lamp black uniforms. But they definitely, they, they don't look like criminals. They look like just random people. 
like and and one of them is like sort of like holding like holding a gun and they're like all circled up and one of them is like like showing their gun to the others and they're like poking at it like it's a slug and they're on a playground um and and mercy looks back oh no mercy looks back at you and says at least i know how to shoot a gun so you know i think everything will be fine yep sounds good and then he just kind of walks back to the group he's just like you guys know what we're supposed to be doing Waiting for all hell to break loose, I guess. Um, as you guys uh, say that, or as you say that, um, you see, um, so so this building is like three stories. It's actually kind of a lot like Founders. Um, you know how Founders is like three store, well, three stories above ground, and then on the second story there's a terrace. Hold on, I want to make sure that Worthy can get in we can take a two minute break anyway just wait for a minute yeah we'll we'll just wait for uh worthy to come back and it'll be really cool really sexy yeah so i'm keeping a tally of how many times zeke makes me cry during this episode and we're already at two so fucking two yeah hello Hi. hey we can hear you love are you okay okay we can we can wait for you to feel better like okay um and i'll be sure to cut this like um yeah um someone just tried to connect their xbox to my computer i don't know what's going on you're being hacked mad hacks. Yeah. what someone just tried like i just got an hp notification and then it, like xbox thing showed up and it's like i don't uh like i don't have an xbox so Someone is trying to still use your Wi-Fi. It, may, it might be one of your neighbors. I do live in a condo complex, though. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what were you saying about a terrorist seek? Because I missed all of it. Please repeat yourself. Yeah. So after Mateo um, shoots his shot at... Uh, oh, tries Worthy, to. Very terribly shoots his shot at Worthy... Or, no. Um, <laughs> too many, Too many NBs with noun names. Too, too fucking many. Um, I know it's, it's only like real life. That's too many. Um, okay. Uh, as soon as that that uh, uh, Mateo comes back, you guys see um Karth emerge on this terrace, um, looking just so anxious. He is not having a fun time right now. Um, and he looks, opens his mouth to speak, and then winces and turns back. Um to um like like the doors behind him and like pulls someone out um and you guys see uh baz who does not look especially happy about the fact that he now has to address everyone um and and speaking as loudly as he can um well well before he can actually um begin to speak uh you guys hear um uh from from the back of um this crowd um some people singing um uh and the scoves would recognize this song it's an old old scove revolution yeah, song. uh old old scove revolution song like literally dating back pre-cataclysm it, it's so fucking old that it uses like archaic sentence structures that are only present in that song that, that's that's yeah. piano yeah 
piano man um uh and, and it slowly spreads throughout the entire crowd um until uh um Bad smiles and he doesn't sing but he does say like um it, it would be like sort of weird almost for an accuracy to sing the song because of of the, the status that songs have discos and also because it's about hackerosis but um he does um say like the words um which leads to some cheers and then silence um and he says um listen uh the the um nationalists will be at the gates in half an hour um our intelligence has told us that they're currently moving. Um, and and we have to be there for obvious reasons. Um, as you all know, this is extremely dangerous. And I can't guarantee that any of you will make it back alive. So if, if you don't feel able to do that, you should leave now. Um, and then there's sort of an uncomfortable silence as like everyone shifts their weight. But as far as you can hear, um, they're they're on footsteps. Everyone's just like, "All right, let's let's get this moving," you know. Um, and he smiles and says, "Great." And he turns back to Karth and says something, which clearly annoys Karth because he just he just sort of like makes a face. Um, and uh, uh, they they both retreat, um, and you see them like about a minute later, reemerge in the front steps, um, and, and you can hear the other um, uh, the crows and the hive mercenaries and the lamp blacks starting to form into already made companies um, of about two dozen each. Um, so you guys could attach yourself to one of these companies or just go at it alone. So, is it just, like, a straight-up fight, or is there any kind of plan that we know of? If there was, I feel like we would have been informed of it. Yeah, I mean, um, not there's not really a plan, because you guys don't know a whole lot beyond the time what exactly they're going to do. Um, okay. You guys mainly know that they're gonna... You know they're gonna wreck stuff. You don't know if they're going to wreck the, like, the containers of the Vivian Blood... You don't know if they're going to destroy the infrastructure itself or the wall itself. Like, you really don't know what their plan is. The, the main plan is to go there and kill so many of them that they either retreat or literally cannot do it. Can we... We could attach ourselves to a group. Um, my question is, do we know where the groups are going and what, like, what the, where the different groups are splitting off? You probably ask. Like, could we get in a group with both Worthy's boyfriend and Mercy? Worthy's boyfriend is not going to be fighting. I get the feeling. He does not fight. He doesn't know how. He is Karth's little intern. He does not. He cannot fight. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so, uh, like I said, you don't know anyone besides Mercy and the other high mercenaries. Um, Um, We know some of the Lamplacks, presumably, do we not? uh, Yeah, I guess. You can go up to the Lamplack if you want. I say we probably. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, love. Okay, I just my my green thing wasn't lighting up, so I wasn't sure. Um, we could go up to uh 
go join Mercy's group because she's a badass. They. Oh, they're 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 a badass. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. Um, does anybody else want to have any input? Does anybody else have any before we make a decision? I really think going to Mercy is a good idea. I think, I think we should figure out idea. if there's any gaps too. If that like if everybody's going to a different spot, if there's any gaps where there if there's any place that won't be guarded, then maybe we should go there. But let's find out where everyone's going. Well, um, hey Zeke, I, I, does does Brandon know where we're supposed to be? I even go ask him. Um, so the thing is, the mercenaries are definitely going to be at the front of the fighting. If you guys want to make your thing like sneaking in, um, you would have to do that with a different group. Um, if you want to go ask uh, like Brandon or someone else, now's the time though. I think Worthy should speak to their boyfriend because that maybe gives us insight and also gives us time to think. Okay, I'll go ask Brandon. Okay, cool. Um, as soon as he, he like sees you, his face lights up, whole the whole gay thing. Um, and um, he says, hey, uh, sorry, we couldn't really get in communication with you. Letter sending hasn't been safe at all, and you guys went back to your hideout. Um, uh, there's a, a division of Lamp Blacks who are going to be, like, sneaking into, um, like, the main controls room. And basically, gonna, they're going to be, like, the last line of defense. That's where Karth wants us? Yes. Okay. How are you? Not good. This is horrible. <laughs> Yeah, just a little bit. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm really high. Yeah, I can tell. Um, be careful, maybe? I'm always careful. No, you're not. Like, I love you so much, but that's just not true. And he, like, uh, like glances at the piece of your ear that was shot out by Lissa and says, it's it's just not true. Yeah, I guess I kiss him. Thanks, Liz. <laughs> I didn't know what to, I was just like standing there. You just like right after. <laughs> yeah, I just you like, like talk to the be careful thing. You just <laughs> yeah, I just I'm just gonna kiss him. Okay, he looks surprised for a moment, uh, understandably so, um, and then kisses you back. So just to clarify what I heard, Karth wants us to go with that the sneaky group. Yeah. yeah, and and like Brandon points you specifically to where the sneaky group is. Okay. Do we recognize anyone in the sneaky group? Uh, yeah, actually, um, two of Baz's bodyguards are there. Is it Twos and uh the other one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It okay. Is. I guess I head back to the the group then. Cool, yeah. Uh, you head on over. Um, and, um... Yeah. Uh, are you guys gonna, like, introduce yourselves, or just, like, stand there and wait for something to happen? Well, does Worthy relays the instructions, I guess? Yeah, I guess I, I say, like, we're supposed to go over there. Um, but when Worthy sees twos, they wave, because that's one of their drinking buddies. Yeah. And, and we should like, probably... Hey, what's up? 
I guess we introduce ourselves. If we're going to be dying alongside these people, it'd be nice to know everybody knows their, each other's names. Jesus, you're, you're not, not going to make role play that out, but okay. I I'm going to keep it real with you. Not only do I had not have names picked out for all of them, you guys I aren't going to remember them anyway. We don't have to role play it out. I just oh, I think we should, we should establish. No, I'm okay. I said we shouldn't role play it out. We shouldn't role play it out. We don't need to actually know their names. I just think I'm the polite thing to do. I don't know what you want from me. I. You're fine. The polite thing to do would be to say that we introduce ourselves. Yes, you, you guys introduce yourselves, and it's all really cool. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. So, um, the the various companies begin to move. Um, there the the head of this one seems to be Roth, who um twos is nagging incessantly, um, and uh Roth is like, man, shut the fuck up. Why are you on the stealth mission if you can't shut the fuck up? Um, <laughs> which is a fair point, and twos does shut up then. Um, you guys, the whole the whole um squadron seems to stick together for a a, a fair amount of time. When you guys are like a block or two away from the lightning barriers, you everyone basically split up. Uh, Roth takes you guys north um, towards uh, the the lightning uh, lightning barriers are mostly um, like uniform. There are a couple of like watchtowers along them, but by far the largest of these watchtowers is um, uh, the the central control where from where. Um, all like the spark rights like control things and make sure everything's happy-go-lucky you know um and that's where you guys are going to make sure that it doesn't get like absolutely fucked up um the south of you guys where most of the others other uh companies went you can already hear gunshots and fighting um it's uh but, but it's distant it's distant it sounds like when you got uh, actually right now when you get too close to the lightning barriers and you can hear the vague whispering of the horrors of the deathlands um just as easy to confirm as to deny um and in some ways even though you know there are people dying two blocks from you you could ignore it um uh and so you guys continue into the tower um and uh roth like pauses before he opens the door and scratches his head, and two says, "What's wrong?" And Rose says, "I swear to everything that's holy, if there are already bitches in there, I'm going to shoot Baz myself." And he opens the door, and there are bitches in there, and he slams it shut again, and says, "Okay, does everyone have their guns out? Because this is no longer this is officially no longer a sneaking thing. This is it's just hey. not a sneaking thing." Hey GM, would this be a good time to pick uh, load and roll engagement? It would, and I'm gonna roll entanglement. I feel like looking like a criminal means nothing right now, so we should all yeah. <laughs> you everyone put like your load in chat. We're already we're already criminals. Um, Mateo, I think Worthy's the only one who gets seven, unless you have an ability. No, it seven. says seven. It says six plus. That means seven, and I'm sorry, it goes three five seven. It does not go three five six. That drives me fucking crazy. On my character sheet, it goes. Three, I know five, it does. Six. I don't know what to tell I you. I know it does, but it says six plus, and I. Hate it That's, so much. I'm pretty sure. I love it. Depends on the playbook. You, I Everyone... love you so much. It's a leech thing. You getting extra abilities as items is a leech thing. It is. Oh, the plus is a leech thing. Yes. Buddy. Oh, I didn't realize the plus was on. I thought the plus was on all of them. Nope, it's just you. Everybody <laughs> else gets six, but we all have plus two because of our crew type. 
cool. So it's no longer a sneaking mission. Great, because we suck at those. Um, yeah, even though it's your bitches. job, you guys fucking suck at it so fucking bad. We've had this argument. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Great. Um, is everyone's load in chat? I believe so. I believe that's everyone. Sexy. Okay. Now um, it is, I think. Yeah, and you guys rolled partial on the entanglement, which worst things have happened. Worst um, things have happened. Yeah, so with a heavy sigh, Roth says, uh, Roth is now packing, uh, like one revolver in each hand, um, and says, All right, let's fucking do this. Opens the door again and immediately shoots. Um, let me roll for him really fast. Um, and two bitches go down, and the other two bitches, um, or not, like, two bitches go down, there are two more bitches that you can see, and they immediately take cover. Um, what is going to be the approach now? Does anyone have, a, like, a grenade? Because that'd be really useful. I, I do. Is, okay, before we throw that, is anything, if we throw a grenade, is it going to fuck up <laughs> the, the lightning? Like, is there delicate equipment that's going to be fucked Probably. up? I'm like, yes. Do we have time so to roll survey? Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I'll just tell you there is delicate equipment. Then maybe not. I thought this was just like an entryway, and there'd be like a desk or something. I did not realize this was like there's already right through the door going to be mechanical stuff. That's my no, mistake. So, so basically, what this tower—I should have been more clear. I'm sorry. Um, basically, what this tower is, um, it, it's cobblestone on the outside, but the cobblestone—or not cobblestone, um, like stone bricks. But um, the stone bricks are essentially the shell for a giant core. Um, made out of wires and magic. Um, that core is accessible as soon as you open the door. Like, it's right there. Okay. Thank you for telling me that. I appreciate it. Let's not throw a grenade. Let's not do that. Okay. So, what if I took a grenade and fucked with it and filled it with trance powder so it just exploded trance powder everywhere? Okay. You don't have time to do that right now, but you, do, you can do a flashback to say you already have those. Do you guys think I should do that? What's your stress look like? Or you can uh, breathe zero. Them. Here's the thing about breathing on them. They're already hiding and they're armed. So getting up in their faces and breathing on them is not going to happen. If yeah, so I was, that's why I was... By all means, use flashback, yeah. Can't you just yeah. throw trans powder without it being in a grenade? Well, Yeah, but then it would only go anywhere. Yeah, here's the thing about trans powder. Yeah, it has to be, like, right in their face. If it's a grenade, it can, like, go everywhere. Cool, yeah, so... That'll be sure. too stressed for that one because it's kind of a more major thing. Um, and uh, you have, I will say that you have three of those trans powder grenades with that flashback. Okay. You throw, you throw one of them. I and and Roth closes the door. Roth closes the door right after. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. Hey. So, you know, we're not supposed to destroy this, right? Um, and as, as soon as he says that, you guys hear the, the uh, deadened uh, poof of the grenades going off. Um, he opens it again to see like uh, trans powder falling like white snow. And he's like, oh, okay. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. But it falls to the ground and we don't have to worry about breathing it in anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just for safety, Roth um, still covers his face with uh, cloth. You guys don't have to, but that's what he's doing. Might yeah. Worthy has a mask where he puts their mask on. I'm already yeah, I definitely like cover my shirt, cover just, my mouth with my shirt. 
pull yeah, the veil tighter, I guess. Like a mask and load. Um, I'm already wearing a balaclava. I, I think at the very bottom of your load, there should be like basically a blank, and you can just fill in a mask. I do not have a blank. Okay, we'll just pretend there is then. I, I'm not gonna like fudge that. I'm you, you can just. Gonna... I'm just gonna pull my. No, I'll have a mask. Never mind. It could come in handy. Just mark. Just write down somewhere that you have one load that's your mask. Um. Okay. You guys step in. You see. Um. That all over, like the floor. Um. Near where these guys were. Um. Are like pliers and other implements to destroy the core, and that it is. Um. Sort of. You know. Sparking in a very. It's definitely not a way it's definitely not supposed to do. It's very upsetting to look at. Um, uh, and uh, you can hear uh, the scurrying of people above and below you. Uh, the floors separating you above and below are just wood. Um, Worthy probably knows this. Because Worthy, you know spark writing stuff, right? I read an entire textbook once. Yeah, this is a big spark writing thing, so you definitely know this. Um the uh so, so the number 18 is like really important um magically and so when possible magicians will um do things um either that are divisible like 18 but like you know divisible or um multiples of 18 so you know for a fact there are exactly 11 or 18 floors in this tower and you're probably at about the halfway point okay so there are floors um, above and below us then as I've read an entire Sparkrite textbook, um, just for funsies, um, do I recognize the machines that are just, like, sparking like they're not supposed to? You might recognize components of them, but this is, like, probably the most complex piece of spark writing. That's sort of like asking, like, if a car mechanic would understand what they were looking at if they were on a space shuttle. They'd know about okay. it. Not a whole lot, though. <laughs> okay, I was gonna ask if I could tinker with it, but maybe I probably shouldn't. Um... Well, okay, so the people who were breaking this also don't know a whole lot, so they were just slashing shit. If you might be able to at least patch things back up, um, because it was primarily, like, wires and stuff they were cutting. Um, but that would be, like, you would have to stay behind to do that. That wouldn't be a quick thing. Okay, does anybody think I should do that? Uh, if you do stay behind, someone needs to stay with you. Yeah, I'm not leaving you here by your fucking self. Um, is that what we want to do, though? I'll stay with you. How much is left of, like, is there more towers? What's going on with that? This is the main one. Okay. Um, There's support ones elsewhere, but if they go down, the barriers will stay up. If this one goes down, everyone's fucked. Okay, so is this the only room no, that the core all, is it's exposed, uh, in, every exposed room. in? Yeah, okay, so I say I say what happens is you guys go clear out the rest, and then Worthy will follow behind and fix shit. All 17 floors worth? Yeah. I have to go I think, up and down. Yeah, we are, we are at, like, the ground floor, and there's above us, and there's below us. I think fixing things is going to take a long time, and if we don't kill the people who are actively breaking shit, it might not make a difference. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Um, and also, can we, just in case we're here for more than an hour, can we tie some guys up or kill them? Or kill them, maybe? Killing would be great. Killing them? Yeah, I know it's a war crime. I don't really care. Um, 
Yeah, these guys are fantasy Nazis. Do we need to roll for that if they're unconscious, or can we just say that we shoot them? Is this near the water? Um, no. Why? Alright, I was just gonna throw them in. Never mind. (laughs) I mean, there are canals, like... But you'd have to drag them outside, and it would be a whole thing. Remember what happened the last time somebody threw a body in a canal? Lots of bad things. (laughs) Yeah, I say we just shoot them. What do you I mean know. no one else knows what they're referring to? It was a major part of the story. Doesn't I mean I remember shit. Yeah, okay. that's a minor detail of a major part of the story. They don't remember. And from the beginning of... Well, Zeke got it. And maybe some of our loyal listeners got it. Um, so I think the question is up or down. Either way, we're kind of trapped. But does it really matter? I think splitting up might... Should we split up? Splitting up would let us do things faster. It might also make the groups more vulnerable. How many land blacks are with us? Like, Um, how big is our fighting force? Two dozen, and they all have guns. Then we should each... We could split up and each take a half... And each take a dozen people with us. Well, you would probably get less than a dozen. Or we could go up and they could go down. What did you say, Zeke? You would get less than a dozen, because you already have, like... Yeah, we take six lamp packs with us. Yeah, and then it's even. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. I was thinking like, oh, each of a, like half the group go with one group and half the group go with the other. But it makes more sense to just send a dozen lamp blacks, yeah. Or however fuck many. I can't count, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, so I think Misery Row plus six lamp blacks can go one direction and the other lamp blacks can go the other. Cool. Yeah, um, I will raise you guys this question. Uh, do you want Roth or Tubes? Roth is competent. is fun. <laughs> Tews is incompetent. Why would you want to? I love him. I gotta vote He's... Fine, I've been outvoted, I guess. No, well, I mean, three people still have to vote. Orlin, Vix, and Arlen. Come here, Who Who do you want? Okay, Roth and Tews are tied up now. Vixen and Arlen. Popo, okay. Uh, Lee abstains. Popo it's comes down to you. Uh, but I... Do you want competent or fun? Do you want competent <laughs> or stupid? <laughs> the gang of stupid should stick together, shouldn't it? <laughs> okay. Yeah, this way we can keep an eye on him, you know? Make sure he doesn't you... totally ruin something. Yeah, That's you really want you really point. want Tooze leading an army of six lamp blacks? That's a good point, okay. It well, is entirely bringing... possible... That with our powers combined, we might be able to compose a single brain cell and help in this <laughs> fight. Okay, so I guess we're taking twos and six and five other land blocks. Um, other question, up or down? Down. Down. I say down. Let us. Okay, go I'm up, hearing up so. and down. Make your cases. Say. So, um, we go up and we let the lamp blacks go down. They can guard the door. That's a good point. To make sure no one else gets yeah. in. Yeah, if we're last line of defense, we we're last line of defense. Sounds like it's up. Sorry, worthy. Sad face. It's okay, I got twos. I'm so happy. Yeah, I think leaving some people to guard the door makes sense. Um, so do right, we want to cool. take maybe three lamp blacks and leave the other ones here to no, guard the door? The other group is bigger. They'll leave three lamp blacks. Okay. Um, yeah. 
Uh, so you guys head up, and before you go, Ro says, Twos, if you do anything stupid, I I will haunt your ass. I will haunt your ass. And Twos says, sounds good, Chief, and uh, heads on up. Um, and uh, I, I, he, like, <laughs> do you remember when you were a kid and you, like, crawled upstairs on all fours? He's not fully on oh, all fours. <laughs> Why are we letting yes. him go first? Why are we letting him go first? <laughs> He is, he is basically on all fours, though, as he's like, because he doesn't want to get shot because he's going straight up. So it looks very funny is all. Um, as soon as um, he can see, though, he's like, shit, back up, back up, back up. Um, and says and turns to Worthy and is like, hey, you got any more of that stuff? Two more. Cool. There are like a shit ton of guys up there. So now's the time. Okay, Worthy throws one. Cool. Um, once again, you hear um, sort of a dull poof and a dozen bodies hitting the floor. Um, and uh, he um, uh, he heads up um, and is like, okay, I understand logically that it's not a bad thing to shoot nationalists while they're passed out. I still don't want to be the one to do it. So if any of you guys want to take take the lead on that, that'd be really cool. Or they just start shooting them. Yeah, Cora does not care. Cora is very good at like shooting them. Yeah, we all just take a few, you know? Yeah, we all just... Cora has no such oh, reservation. Don't shoot not them. Slit their throats. A knife is removable. A bullet is not. A knife yeah. is another... And we're right next to really um, damaged or fragile equipment. Yeah, so maybe shooting things would not be best yeah. in Okay, we split their throats. The point is they're dead as fuck. He looks a little upset watching you guys do this and says, Okay, right. I know why Baz likes you guys so much. Moving on. Um, and heads... The implication that Baz likes us makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> Worthy is not going to let Roth forget that he said he was going to kill Baz. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, starts to head up uh, more, so, more the other set of stairs. Um, again, like, very crouched. Um, he looks relieved this time and says, Okay, uh, he like uh, looks back down to you and signs in broken um so like a lot of criminals know akarosi sign um but they're always very broken and terrible at it to a point that like you can tell if someone learned akarosi sign in jail and that's what's <laughs> going on he's like um he signs to you guys three bitches <laughs> and um uh pulls his gun um and fires um wait let me roll cool uh he like the guy does not go down, and you hear, um, uh, uh, he, before anyone can really respond, he fires back. And he gets Roth in the shoulder, um, You forgot which happy. lamp black we were with. What's that? You keep twos. saying Roth, yeah. we are with <laughs> Sorry, twos. He gets twos in the shoulder. Um, and, uh, who is not happy, um, <laughs> and, uh, one of the other men, like, put, like, uh, pushes him aside. And um, fi- fires on this guy as well. He fucking fails. Um, and um, they're so bad at this. Yeah, you would think for criminals they would be rolling higher, um, but they're not. Uh, this the guy that they're firing at shoots again. In addition to another guy. Um, oh God, you're gonna kill two him, successes. Aren't you? Both at the second guy who dot like collapses against um twos completely dead uh twos um uh 
like slinks back down the stairs holding this guy and like is whispering in his ear but he's not responding um and two says okay 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 please wait how many times did two get shot one um one and two's uh murmurs uh please please be dead because i don't want you to remember what i'm about to do um and uh wraps his arm around um the dead man's chest holding him above like in front of him um and just fully stands up and begins to shoot at the other guys oh god this man was telling us we were fucked up for killing unconscious people and is now using his dead friend as a human shield one crit and one success also yes this is fucked up um uh the two the two bitches who were shooting hit the floor um he um he he nails immediately as soon as he's done shooting um lays the man down and um apologizes to him again um and let's go um and then uh wait um how bad is the shoulder wound pretty pretty fucking awful it's it is uh, can i can, can i roll to fix it yeah we're Somewhat the level in battle now yeah i can fix people in battle now yeah you pull him back and he's like hey 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 i gotta shoot there's a bitch there still oh oh wait I, there, sorry if there's not a bitch there then worthy's not Okay, you can but, take care of him. I want to shoot someone. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> can't all just be you guys watching this NBC fuck things up. I mean, you let him go first. I have three in skirmish now. Let's fucking go. That's a crit, bitches. Cool. Um, h- how are you approaching this exactly? Uh, we're on stairs, right? Yeah. I guess I just pop up and shoot a bitch. <laughs> you pop up. There's one guy left. Um, a- as you stand up, he is very shakily preparing his gun. Um, but he doesn't even get a chance because you fucking headshot him. Um, yeah, no, and, Cora doesn't care. And he goes down. Um, so, uh, worthy to fix twos, roll three ones. I'm going to elect to ignore that and pretend like it was a partial instead because three ones is just ridiculous. Um, what, what does a partial get him? Um, oh, it's just, I can, um, I can stabilize wounds um, and treat them. So, like, it would, um, I think it would just make it um, not affect him as much. Like, probably go down... Um, a harm level or something. Okay, yeah. What I'll say is that if, if it goes untreated for too long, he would have attained another harm from that. But instead, I'll just say that it's like he's no longer actively bleeding all over everything. Um, all right, cool. So, um, you guys head up to the next floor, and two says, Okay, wait a second, wait a second. Um, that was fucking awful. We need to have a better plan before we go to the next floor. That, that went <laughs> shittily. We could try being sneaky and trying to like look sneakily. That I realize that sounded really fucking stupid. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Not <laughs> really. Have... We, there have been gunshots. Yes, they know we're here, but that doesn't necessarily translate to knowing exactly sure. when we are coming and how. Yeah, these guys are ready. action. You can do a group action. What do you? Because I have ambush. When you attack from hiding or a spring trap, I get plus one dice. Cool, yeah. You guys, if you guys like rolled prowl to go up the stairs, um, I like that you guys would definitely like get the jump on them from here on out. We can do a group prowl action. I only have one stress I can lead if you want. Okay, that works. Yeah, because it doesn't matter how what my finesse is. Leading just means I take the stress. So if everybody wants to roll prowl. 
doing prowl for remember, remember your plus one. Prowl. Remember your plus one from a... Right, everyone gets a plus one to prowl because you're shadows, even though you don't fucking act like it. I don't know what to tell you. We're all gay. You're just being a homophobe right now, expecting us to hide and repress our natural gay nature. That's not... You guys picked to be shadows. <laughs> because it sounds cool. Everyone sounds cool except me, battle. if you remember correctly. <laughs> so you get your ass. I will take my one stress for the one failure. Well, no, more people need to roll, don't they? Oh, I thought that was everybody. Is that not everybody? That was three people. Oh, my bad. No, I can't count. No, Orlin, Cora, Arlen, Mateo, and Popo. We all rolled. Uh, yeah. I'm seeing three rolls in chat. I might just be in the I'm, okay. I'm seeing everybody Sc- rolled. Yeah, everybody rolled. Scroll back up to where I said three ones and a two, and then it starts there. Oh, I got confused. Um, I saw like your roll, and I assumed that was the last one. I'm okay. I'm sorry. Um, okay. No, you're so, good. Yeah. Uh, so sorry. one stress. How many people failed? Just one or two? Just one. Cool. One stress. I can do that. But we got um two sixes, I believe. Not a crit, but like two separate sixes. So we succeed. Yes, you're good. Um, you guys head on up. Um, I will say that uh two people are able to fire like like two people come up at once and are able to fire um, um so who's in front yeah it should probably be cora and someone else <laughs> i'm not trying to have all the fun but if you want me to well you're the best at okay, shooting people cora. all right cool um and who else is in front orlin cool yeah I'm um, going with cora. it's mother butch bonding time hell yeah I couldn't think of the right words, so I just said, you, your gender is butch, it's fine. Um, skirmish, <laughs> then, Zeke? Yeah. Or, or anything else to roll, uh, to shoot. Or finesse, yeah. Yeah, I'll be finesse. A failure, really good. Um, okay, so... Cora, you shoot a guy, he goes down. Mm-hmm. Orlin, you miss completely a... and shoot the core instead. Um, when <laughs> did they really? Yes. Great. Uh, when is that uh... what level harm is that? To the crit? Not Cora. Core. Oh, I heard me. Okay, I thought that you said sh- they shot me, and I was. That would be really funny. Um, I I will. Zeke, it is a throwing knife. Oh yeah, it's not even a gun. Okay, a knife is now it's a larger than a knife, not a gun. Still, um, yeah, um, but there, there are three right. more people um who are now going to shoot at you two for what I believe to be obvious reasons. 